So today we're here to discuss the importance of Halloween safety for tenants, guests, trick-or-treaters, and even pets. Things such as decorations, open flame policies, lighting, and activities that could occur on your property. As landlords and property owners, it is our responsibility to make sure everyone who steps onto our property is safe, not just the tenants. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. I guess that's our cue to enter. Welcome to the Your Landlord Resource Podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm here with my kid at heart and husband, Kevin, who apparently is very excited about all the spooky sounds he gets to use today. <laughs> yes, I've been having fun finding all the sound effects for Halloween. Uh, maybe a little too much fun. Now. <laughs> okay, I'll be good. I'll keep it to a minimum. Thank you. All right. Well, as you can see, we love Halloween. And of course, we're way more relaxed now that the kids are older and no longer trick-or-treating. Our house is on flat land uh, in an area that's pretty hilly otherwise. So a lot of the kids come to our block to avoid those houses on the hills around us. It never fails that we get over a hundred kids to our house, even more if Halloween falls on a weekend. Well, yeah. Remember that year we handed out full-size candy bars? Yes. I mean, we definitely got a few repeat trick-or-treaters that year. Yeah. Well, including my dad. <laughs> Halloween and the holidays are his favorite time of year based on sweets only. So today we're going to do a bit of a shorty episode about the importance of Halloween safety for both the tenants and the rental property owners. Now, we mostly own multifamily properties, but this episode is mainly focused on rental property owners who own single family homes or maybe side-by-side -side duplexes or triplexes that are located in active neighborhoods and not so much rural ones. So you might be thinking, why should I care what decorations my tenants use or if they're throwing a Halloween party or if they are welcoming trick-or-treaters to the rental property? Hey, take this or leave it, but we're here to bring some issues to your attention. Our goal, and likely why you listen to us, is to put information out there that landlords may not think about. We are using our 20-plus years of experience as realtors and property managers 
to help guide you and give you tips that may or may not help you create policies and practices, which in turn gives you confidence and professionalism needed to operate your rental property business. So today we're here to discuss the importance of Halloween safety for tenants, guests, trick-or-treaters, and even pets. Things such as decorations, open flame policies, lighting, and activities that could occur on your property. As landlords and property owners, it is our responsibility to make sure everyone who steps onto our property is safe, not just the tenants. And let's face it, there are those tenants out there who just don't think, and you can't always rely on them to put safety first. They get caught up in the excitement of Halloween and making it a great experience for their kids, which is really cool. Or maybe they're just trying to have fun as an adult because they missed out when this was going on when they were young. But the information we are providing to you today is about communication and reminding your tenants of issues they just may not consider. Yeah, and since most Halloween night events are outside, we're going to focus mostly on exterior safety measures. But many of these issues can easily cross over to interior space as well. So think about it. You have parents, grandparents, and small children who may be walking on your pathways. Costumes can be bulky, or kids might not be able to see when they're wearing those plastic masks. Decor can take people's eyes up off the pathway and be a distraction. Groups of kids coming in while others are going out means that kids are stepping off the pathway to get around each other. Is there anything off that path that can cause an injury? This might be a good time for you to do an inspection of the exterior of your rental property. Make sure that there's proper lighting in common areas and in your walkways. Clear your pathways of debris and any obstacles, like trim bushes and plants to provide plenty of space on that walkway. Check for cracks, raised pavement, or holes in the pathways that can cause someone unfamiliar with the property to trip and fall. Look off the walkway and check for tree roots and secure loose objects that could pose a tripping hazard. It's a good idea to discuss decorations with your tenants. Some people like to hang streamers for trick-or-treaters to walk through to get to the front door, or they have skeletons or ghouls that jump out at people. Maybe they use smoke machines to make the front feel really scary. So we have a street in our town where they shut down the street. It's a really long block. And everyone on the block gets really into decorating for Halloween. There's haunted houses set up, and they're on lawns and driveways. And there's lots of decorations all over every single property. And I'm talking like 40, 50 houses on this one stretch of the block. Yeah, it is really pretty cool. It's dark because there's a lot of trees on the street, and those trees kind of block the streetlights, which is great for the scary Halloween effect, but it also makes it hard to see the ground. There are hundreds of kids all hopped up on sugar and excitement from the day. They run across lawns without thinking, rushing to get to the next house for candy. So this is something to think about with your rental property. You should make sure that there's no sprinkler heads or hoses or tree roots, gopher holes that people can trip on. If your tenants really go all in and decorate, it's a good idea to remind them of some safety hazards like using extension cords for lighting up the path through a haunted house, or maybe there's a lot of tall, scary decorations on the pathway, and those can fall on little ones who are rushing to get around quickly. One more thing to think about is if they host a haunted house and they charge for entry, 
this can be considered a business. And most leases have a clause about needing the owner's consent when operating a business on the rental property. And the reason being is that a business can increase foot traffic, like we're talking about today. That increased foot traffic increases risk of injury. And this is risk to the owner of the property, not to the tenant. The other reason is operating a quote-unquote business can void their renter's insurance coverage. So your tenant would need to call their agent and see if they need an additional coverage for something like that. Now, we just finished a podcast all about fire safety in rental properties. If you have not listened to that two-part series, we gave a lot of important information for landlords to consider when it comes to fire prevention in rental properties. And fire safety over Halloween is a definite concern. Even today, a lot of people still use candles in their pumpkins, then place those pumpkins on bales of hay or a table with a fabric cover. If the pumpkin gets knocked over when a group of kids comes rushing by, a fire can start from that candle. If you have an open flame policy written in your lease, consider asking tenants to purchase those small battery-operated flameless votives, which can be found at almost any drugstore during the holidays. So here's a stat to think about. 44% of fires on Halloween night occur because decorations were too close to a heat source, like a candle or hot equipment, like light bulbs, things like that. More than one-third, so it's 35% of these fires, are started by candles. Yeah, now that's seriously scary. Halloween also means plugging in a bunch of things like light-up decor, fog machines, blow-up decorations, radios or speakers to play music, and those orange and purple mini lights people put in their windows. I mean, some people really go all out. Now, all of this is fine as long as you don't overload plugs and potentially have a fire hazard on your hands. But it is very common for people to daisy-chain extension cords to spread their decor out on the property. Besides probably not being the safest thing to do electrically, it could also be a tripping hazard. You also want to remind tenants about any local ordinances or HOA regulations related to outdoor decorations and lighting. For example, our family place up in the mountains, the HOA specifically states no blow-up air decor is allowed. <laughs> it's just crazy. I love that place, but I think what got me most was when the neighbor put up a blow-up snowman. You know, the kind where the air blows and it keeps it all filled up and moving around. I assume it's a fire hazard as it's sitting out in the middle of pine trees. But what caught me was when the HOA told the neighbor that they don't do tacky. <laughs> <laughs> we still laugh at that one. But hey, there's no blow-up Pilgrim Snoopies or Santas in helicopters around there anymore. <laughs> no. And we know a lot of people love putting those things out in front of the property. But here's our point. People will run a couple of extension cords either out a window or from a garage to the front of the house to get power to those blow-up decorations. Those cords are both a fire and a tripping hazard to anyone stepping on the property. So my late husband and I, we used to really go all out on Halloween decor when the boys were small. And we did a pumpkin patch theme down our long driveway, creating a path for trick-or-treaters to follow. And we used to do exactly as we just stated a minute ago. We would daisy chain probably six or eight extension cords down our driveway and then back up. 
And I'm not talking about those heavy orange exterior extension cords. I mean, we use those interior white or brown 12-foot cords with no surge protection. All those cords were sitting under bales of hay with scarecrows and cornstalks everywhere with light-up pumpkins and orange Christmas lights, too. Never once did we think that this was a bad idea. Well, I, I guess looking back now, you can see where some changes could have been made to make that a bit safer. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, that's our point, guys. Help your tenants out by reminding them to think about the safety of their decorations. So let's switch gears and discuss pets and Halloween. 72% of all tenants have pets. That's a lot of animals to live in rental properties. Even the most well-behaved pet can become anxious amid all the chaos and noise that Halloween brings. And our yellow lab, Gracie, rarely barks, but on Halloween, she cannot relax. So encourage your tenants to keep pets secured indoors during trick-or-treating hours. If there's a room away from the front of the home where they can crate or lock up the pet, that might help. It's been said that playing music or having a TV on to muffle the outside noise can help too. You don't want to chance that pet getting out and running away or potentially biting someone. Remind tenants of the importance of proper ID for their pets as well. They should have a collar with an ID and vaccination tags. And even if your tenants give safety a lot of attention, accidents can occur. One criteria we highly recommend all landlords follow is to insist tenants have renter's insurance. If you already do this, great. Do yourself a favor and double check the coverage is still in place if you have not received any updated information from your tenant. You should insist that you be named on the policy and that way you'll receive updates if the status changes. It's not receiving anything, it might mean all is well, but it might be good to double check if it's been a while. When you are checking coverage, make sure the property address on the policy matches the property the tenant is renting from you. Often, tenants will have renter's insurance when they move and forget to update the address. That policy will be voided should the address not be correct. If you do not require renter's insurance, it's really not that hard to add on. The best way to do it is at renewal, but if you forgot, simply just ask your tenant if they wouldn't mind taking out a policy. Remember, the policy is to cover them and their guest just as much as it is to cover you. So we've teamed up with Toggle, which is a small division of Farmers Insurance. They offer very competitive pricing and customization of renter's insurance for tenants, and policies can start as low as $5 a month. We'll put a link and an informational PDF in our show notes for you to share with your tenants. Let's talk about how best to communicate this information to your tenants, because open communication with tenants is of utmost importance, especially here. For our single-family home rentals, we have an email that we send with Halloween safety reminders and guidelines. I suggest you send this sooner than later so you can encourage tenants to report back any safety concerns to you. This gives you time to remedy any issues that, that may have been brought to your attention. In this email, include the following information or requests. Certainly encourage tenants to participate by handing out treats if they want to. Offer tips for ensuring the safety of trick-or-treaters and their parents. Advise tenants to avoid using open flames and jack-o'-lanterns and purchase battery-operated flicker candles instead. Mention guidelines for haunted houses or if they're throwing a party with a lot of guests. 
talk about the safe use of Halloween decorations on your rental property and ask them to avoid decorations that will obstruct exits or pathways. Request they walk the pathway on the day of to ensure that decorations are securely anchored and won't fall, that there's no tripping hazards, and that the exterior pathway lighting is working properly. Remind them that they need to remove decorations promptly after Halloween. Also, vandalism, break-ins, and thefts increase on Halloween night, so remind tenants to lock up windows and garage doors that otherwise might be unlocked. Remind them of any local ordinances or HOA rules that they need to follow with regards to decorations. Discuss the importance of being prepared for emergencies. Remind tenants to check their smoke detectors and know the location of the fire extinguishers. If your tenant has pets, give them the information we mentioned earlier to keep their pets safe. If you do not have information, ask the tenant to provide you with the most recent statement for their rental insurance. If they don't have insurance, use the link in PDF we have in our show notes in your email to help them sign up quickly and efficiently. And finally, if you want to do an inspection prior to Halloween, advise them of when you're going to be there to perform this and what you're going to be looking for to ensure the property is safe for guests to come to. Okay, so to quickly recap on this scary good episode, make sure your rental property has clear, safe pathways that are well lit. Advise them if they are putting up decorations to make sure there are no tripping or fire hazards. If they are going out and will not be home, remind them to lock up the house. If they have pets, ask tenants to safely lock them up and use a radio or TV to help reduce the noise pets can hear when trick-or-treaters come to the door. And lastly, make sure their renter's insurance policy is up-to-date or advise them to take out one to protect themselves and their guests. The whole point of this episode is to remind landlords of your role in creating a safe Halloween environment. Anyone getting injured on your property is a risk to you and your property. So please take a minute to share these tips with your tenants. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope that all the ghosts and goblins in your life will have a festive and safe Halloween. If you liked what you heard today, would you do us a favor and leave a kind review? It helps us move up in the rankings and reach other landlords and rental property owners just like you. We will put a link in the show notes for both Apple and Spotify to leave a review. We'd also love it if you join hundreds of others and subscribe to our free newsletter. Each week, we take a deep dive into a landlord tip, almost like a mini blog post, and we share several landlord-specific articles to help encourage and guide you all to be confident professional rental property owners. Oh, and of course, we do share the link to the podcast each week. Lastly, we would love if you would check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Your Landlord Resource. We post a lot of good stuff on social media that you might find helpful as well. Kev, cue the music. That is our show for today. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, you've got this, landlords. Landlords.